This is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes at the end of the week to think about astronomical things. You may be familiar with the concept of multi-messenger astronomy. This is a term which just means obtaining data by many different means. Just as a doctor may use many different methods to find out what's going on inside your body, from asking questions to prodding about to x-rays, ultrasound and MRI scans, Astronomers also use many different types of instruments to probe the universe. We use optical telescopes, which use light in wavelengths our eyes can detect, as well as radio telescopes and a host of other instruments which detect light in different wavelengths. So, for instance, if something explodes in deep space, we can train telescopes in its direction to pick up the results of that explosion in different wavelengths and sometimes add them together in one composite image. These show up different processes and give more insight into the event. One of these methods of probing the universe, which isn't to do with light, is gravitational waves. And the latest concept from the minds of scientists is to use a mission to Uranus and Neptune to test theories about gravitational waves and make measurements. Here's how it's done, and if you want to find out more, this was gleaned from space.com. The only close-up images we have of Neptune and Uranus come to us from the Voyager 2 spacecraft, which swung by those planets on its grand tour in the late 1980s. Since then, we've sent probes to Mercury, missions to Jupiter and Saturn, including landing on the latter's moon Titan, collected samples of asteroids and comets, and launched several rovers to Mars. But not Uranus or Neptune. Those worlds, now known as ice giants because water and ammonia ices dominate their composition, sit lonely in the outer fringes of our celestial neighbourhood. There are no other worlds in the solar system quite like them, and an entire generation of planetary scientists have been able to study them only with ground-based telescopes and occasional glimpses from the Hubble Space Telescope. Some of that delay has been out of our hands. Even Neptune at its closest sits over 4.3 billion kilometres away from the Earth, which is quite a journey. But an opportunity is coming soon, a window during which Jupiter lines up just right to give the spacecraft on its way to Uranus and Neptune a much-needed boost. If we were to launch a mission in the early 2030s on a powerful enough rocket, a mission could reach Jupiter in a little less than two years for a gravity assist slingshot around that planet. From there, a single spacecraft could separate into two components, one headed for Uranus, reaching it in 2042, and another for Neptune, achieving orbit a couple of years after that. Once in place, if luck prevails, those orbiters could maintain their station for over a decade, as the famed Cassini mission did at Saturn. During the long cruise to those icy destinations, those same space probes could also offer insight into a very different type of science, that of gravitational waves. During the course of the flight, scientists and technicians on the ground would constantly have to communicate with the spacecraft, updating its trajectory and checking its status, and conversely the spacecraft would constantly radio back information to Earth. On Earth, physicists reflect laser beams along kilometres long tracks to measure passing gravitational waves, as the waves, which are ripples in the fabric of space-time itself, pass through the Earth, they distort objects compressing and stretching them in alternating series. 
Inside the detector, these waves subtly change the length between distant mirrors, affecting the path of light in the gravitational wave observatories by a minute amount, usually less than the width of an atom. For radio communications from a distant space mission back to Earth, the effect would be similar if a gravitational wave passes through the solar system. It would change the distance to the spacecraft in a regular way, causing the probe to be ever so slightly closer to us, then farther away, then closer again. If we could crack an extreme level of sensitivity in communications to the spacecraft, then the extreme length of this gravitational wave detector arm, which would be billions of times longer than our current detectors, could reveal a variety of extreme events in the universe. So that's the proposition. Launch space probes to Neptune and Uranus, slingshot them around Jupiter, and they'll get there, uh, well, at least in somebody's lifetime, and we'll find out more about gravitational waves in the 2040s. Such a long time to wait, but that's the nature of space. It's very big. For now, this is Ketchel Kirkham wishing us clear skies. If